Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. On this episode, we'll be talking about the greatest skate video of all time, and we go out there with Bobby Warris. Adult skateboarders everywhere love Bobby Warris, so his out there from Thrasher this week was a welcome glimpse into the mind of one of skateboarding's favorite ledge riders. Jason, you're a regular Pulaski visitor. Have you ever seen him skate in person? I actually have not. He's, uh... Never been there when I've been there. Seen a lot of ripping go down, but for whatever reason, he hasn't been there at the same time as I. But, uh, yeah, Bobby is, he's one of those guys that's, like, basically godlike at skating, but will never get Sodi or whatever, but everyone knows they're godlike at skating. Like Lucas, uh, Bissenitz, Tiago, one of those type of dudes. So it's tight that uh, one of those dudes is still flying the flag for North American plaza skating. For what it's worth. What's even left on the continent right now? Peace Park. Um, if you want to go to the minor leagues, there's uh, the Hennepin County Government Center here in Minneapolis. Like, what else am I missing? EMB, but it's not EMB at all anymore. Like, Jaquan. Muni. Yeah. Muni. I put Jaquan in there. Eggs? Eggs, yeah, 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 for sure. Magic Five here in Portland, if you want to go, like, Sea League. <laughs> I think that museum in uh, upstate New York. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That place looks awesome. Yeah, so there's, there's still a few, and I'm sure there's a lot of obscure ones that are um, at least partially decent around there. Oh, there's another Cecil in Philly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're out there. But, I mean, I suppose it would be fair to say, and this is hyperbolic to be sure, like, Worst is kind of our uh, latter-day MC Sanchez or whatever as far as, like, as the plaza goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely put him up there, especially recently. He's been so, like, crazy productive. Like, I think, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, he had, like, six parts or something. Good God. Like, when he get on, he had, like, a Nike part. He had, like, a part when he got on Venture. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's been on a tear. I, I kind of used to think of him as, like, a, uh, you know, one of the, like, beer drinking, a little bit lazy kind of guys, but certainly not that anymore like he's he's a hard-working pro skater well and i think he kind of I, I i should say real quick he's he's had like three phases he was like young dude precocious then pile out and then like like third third on the sodi ballot guy like pretty consistently for a couple of years high output and i think he talks about it in that out there video where he's just like he becomes obsessed with skating and it's like i'm gonna film a I'm going to film a video part right quick, maybe at Pulaski or maybe do a project. And I'm going to shoot an interview and we're going to do that. And then I'm obsessed with biking, motorcycling for a little bit. Like in terms of a 10 minute video, which didn't seem like it was 10 minutes. I thought I was like, oh shit, this is long. But um, good good insights in there and into like what makes the guy actually think about it. Like he decided to get on Nike to further his career. It's cool. Yeah, I think uh, skating rewards obsessiveness just because of how hard it is and how long you have to do it to, you know, be proficient. And that's interesting because it's also, like, autodidactic. Like, you teach yourself. So, you know, when you see someone transition to a different interest, you know what I mean, like motorcycling or cooking or whatever, if you grow up skating, you got a big advantage because you already know how to teach yourself stuff. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So that's why this type of video series is uh, interesting. Like, yeah, Puglio with, like, the all those old, like, you know, rat and the cult tapes and shit and, you know, whatever trash he collected. So, yeah, that's an interesting thing about skaters as they kind of, you know what I mean, move on to different stages in life and gain other interests. Speaking of, like, Warris' basement full of motorcycle parts, I don't think it's easy. Yeah, it, skaters don't necessarily just kind of, like, go halfway into a new interest it's like okay i got six motorcycles and a basement full of (laughs) parts that you know just in case just in case and you know he even acknowledged that like okay six bikes is a bit you can only ride one at once but yeah yeah i think the thing with skaters is like once you reach a certain level you don't really need to have that obsessiveness with skateboarding and you know if you're a pro skater or if you're a lucky enough pro skater to have a good income you just have like a lot of money a lot of free time and no schedule so it it stands to reason that you're gonna like fill that time with something else also i think for pro skaters skateboarding becomes a job so they need a hobby yeah i i I would though just kind of one of my observations thinking about the obsessiveness and the way that warist actually skates i'd not necessarily push back but like counterpoint at least for for bobby like the way he does the lines that are long and have like, you know, like the degree of difficulty isn't like just figure out the nollie flip nose slide or like that trick's working so I can start the line with that and then I'm going to, you know, backside nollie heel, tail fakie or something, you know, at some benches in Portugal. Like, <laughs> sorry to get way too specific with it. There's like a, a kind of a natural aspect of his skating that I think shows that like he gets obsessed with it and he just skates a lot or at least when you know when he's really in one of those modes like i think i i I put a lot down like a a lot into just the idea that like skating begets more skating and it just kind of snowballs and like i don't know i'm I'm having a hard time putting into words maybe i'll mull it over a little bit more but the way he films lines that look kind of spontaneous yet we all know they're not usually and the way he can like do super good flat ground and then like do those little handrail tricks out of the Pulaski Plaza onto the sidewalk and into the street. Just there's something about the way that shows like this dude skates and obsesses over it a lot. Yeah. That makes sense. Are you picking that? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, it's hard work to make it look so easy, you know? Yeah. There's like a level of mastery there. Yeah. And then just like in, in the out there, he did some line where he just threw like a switch front board on the little Pulaski rail, just kind of like how you might throw a kickflip at the end of the line or, you know, whatever. It was just like, it's felt spontaneous and just like, uh, yeah, spontaneous, I guess. All it felt like, but it was, it was rad. Yeah. He's still like coming up with interesting original lines after whatever, like 15 years, 17 years, 18 years, whatever. So that's pretty tight. Also going back to that, uh, I guess that nollie heel foot backside tail slide from that, venture at it i don't know how people yeah i like i don't know how people do tech shit like that on that part of the main ledge because it's so rounded off it's pretty pretty high degree of difficulty to lock into shit but i guess it's like any any spot like if you skate every day you like get used to it i guess yeah i'm sure he knows all the uh you know lock-in codes (laughs) well and another aspect of that video is just the fact that it was centered in pulaski and he talked about how you know, a lot of pro skating is going to iconic spots and trying to one-up the last dude who was there. 
But then he's kind of like, yeah, or I could just like skate where I actually want to skate. And I'd say we're all better off for him. Again, probably obsess- obsessing a little bit with like figuring out more about that plaza in downtown DC. Is it downtown? I'm, I'm, he kept saying that in the video, so I want to make sure I'm getting my geography correct. Yeah, yeah, it's downtown. It's like in the middle of the city, pretty much. So, am I right, Templeton? Is it downtown technically? I I don't know technically. I mean, it's like a couple blocks from the White House. Yeah. So it seems seems like downtown to me, but I I don't know like you know neighborhood boundaries in DC. Yeah, me neither. Have to check on that. I wonder if that random barrier they were skating is like White House barrier creep because there's like three three zones of barriers. Like, are the barriers just gonna creep out? Just make any <laughs> no, sense? No, those. Yeah, like the three uh, levels of wall around the White House. No, that that's like they. I guess it came from a construction site because that's usually where you see those yeah. Triton barriers. I think that's the name brand Triton. Yeah, Triton. Those are the the good boxy ones. Yeah, so. yeah, a lot of good just skate street skating gems in there. Like, yeah, the city's just been moving around. They don't know what to do. They'll usually put it in this one spot. We'll skate until it's gone. I love that about skating. Like, you just find some random thing out in the streets. You know, a lot of times it's like a refrigerator or a filing cabinet or something, and you just, like, you know, drag it around, flip it around, <laughs> see how, how many ways you can figure out how to skate it and you know, we'd like dent it in this side, so we gotta flip it over to the other side and find a new way to skate it. And I just think that's really rad. And I'm always, you know, peeking into dumpsters when I'm out skating, seeing if there's, you know, a little something that we can make something out of. We found one time at a school that must have been redoing its playground, like a like a wide, maybe like three foot wide, but wouldn't have been that tall or long of a slide. And if you set it up a certain way, there was like a little, there was like sheet metal, but it came to a point. So it was like a bump, but then it rolled down and then back up. And it was this cool launch ramp that we, yes, dragged around with us for for a couple of years, like graduated high school, got got into college or whatever, and we still had it. And I think we had it stashed beside some building before it eventually got trashed. So it That's sounds sick. like, it, so it sounds like a kind of a proto- version of the red wave is that right kind of infamous red wave related yeah (laughs) just in terms of like a bump up and then another 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 transition yeah shouts to the red wave the wooden one i think is actually this is based on the familia skate shop instagram the wooden one is actually kind of harder to skate than the actual one that was tighter but perhaps that's for another time interesting i always thought that thing looked really cool was it grindable? Could you grind through the bumps? I don't know if anybody ever did it. It would be, I mean, it rolled super well because the the bumps were, I don't know, they worked well with a skateboard wheelbase. The slide, I think a buddy always claimed lip slide and then never did it. I think the lip slide would be more plausible, but it, yeah, I think it was probably too tight to actually grind. So we'll yeah, never it's know. Tight. We'll never know because they skate stopped it probably you know completely about as unnecessarily as they usually skate stop places like people aren't skating there all day every day and then it just disappeared one day hmm. yeah all right oh back to this uh bobby video he's he's still loyal to the vx what do y'all think about that yeah i think the vx can go i saw they just discontinued the uh mark one dish eye or something yeah i saw that i saw that like some certain sony tapes got discontinued too hmm 
It's like, oh, guys, just, just let it go. <clears throat> I think of, of anything, like the need to just not deal with tapes anymore and all that entails seems like that would be one of the better reasons to give it up. Yeah. I feel like skaters have a certain, like, uh, mentality of suffering. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you got to, like, get your shins all fucked up learning tray flips. And you got to, you know, spend some time digitizing tapes and, like, tracking down a capture camera and all that bullshit that I hope I never have to do again. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you use, like, whatever, like, an HD camera like uh, Ben Chadbourne uses, you don't have to like deal with tapes at all you just like plug it in your computer pretty much yeah it's just files you know oh, so yeah, you, just, yeah. you know it's like okay like you know the last one is the make so i'll just move that one over that file over and got my uh got my keeper and then i can just delete all the other footage which yeah, maybe that's... something gets lost in the fact that that footage just gets like deleted and you know you can never go back and see like you know what what led up to to the thing but uh I don't know. Small price to pay for not ever having to digitize another tape again. Yeah, I captured enough footage where like we don't have to go back to that, or you know, traded buddies enough high eight tapes where just being able to airdrop a clip is like the best goddamn thing. Totally. I mean, and like we've said this before, like there's a bunch of dudes who make HD look cool. You know what I mean? Like you got like uh, Peter from Bronze. There's Ben Chadbourne. There's Johnny Wilson. So. You know what I mean? You can do it. I think it's just like the 4-3 ratio. As long as you have that, you're pretty much good. Yeah, the 4-3, and then also, like, you probably got to adjust some colors a little bit, yeah, which yeah. is easy enough in Premiere. Well, and I think there are guys who know how to use the VX better than others where, you know, they can make it look good even on my phone, but it's just more rare. Yeah, getting more rare than ever. And it just seems like a hassle. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a weird dogmatic thing, you know? It's like... Yeah, it's, it's very weird. And one thing, this is like just a, a very niche complaint, but in my years of writing for the Skateboard Mag's website, I would always have to take screen grabs, you know, to go along with the post. And it can be really fucking hard to get a decent screen grab out of a VX clip. Because in, in motion, it looks okay, but try try a freeze frame, you know, of a nighttime VX clip, and you're not going to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if you think about it, it's probably like, you know what I mean, X amount of frames per second versus HD, you know what I mean? It's probably like 10 to 1 or something, or some crazy, you know what I mean, ratio like that. Well, it's the same frame rate, but the, oh. the um, or could be, you know, like, there's like 30 frames and 60 frames, but the thing is, the... Uh, analog stuff is interlaced so it's like basically you're getting each frame is like half the picture you know little like strips of the picture oh yeah yeah. yeah. so when you freeze frame it it's like just look it just looks bad we're we're past that point we don't we don't need the vx you know people can crop their frames to four three adjust the colors it looks good give it a rest guys and you don't have to you don't have to log tapes you don't have to capture footage I'm trying to think, like, can, can you even get a Firewire cable? Like, how do you even connect the VX to, like, a newer MacBook? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been wondering about that because I, I have a bunch of, you know, old tapes that I'd like to digitize. But I'm just like, I don't even know how to start, really, you know? Like, well, and like you said, you can't use this VX that you're going to film on as your capture camera because it's a 
okay, probably 23-year-old piece of hardware. Like, yeah. Yeah, anytime you can, like, save revolutions on your, uh, the drum heads or whatever the fuck is in there. <laughs> I mean, it's 2020. We're talking about RPMs, and maybe we shouldn't get hung up on this, like, during a global pandemic that has crippled our economy, but still, if there's an easier way to do this. Yeah, I, you know, we're, we're beyond that. What else is there to say about Bobby Warris? I kind of love his uh, normal dudeness, at least in that video. Probably more interestingly, though, are the Pulaski rules, which boil down to don't wax anything. Just don't wax anything. It, it wasn't even qualified with, like, ask a local before you wax. It's just don't wax anything if you're not a local. Yeah. I'm all for, I'm all for rules. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I love that uh, aspect of the culture and, you know, that it's still alive. You know what I mean? Nowadays, the vibe is more like, oh, we're all, you know, everyone's bros, blah, blah, blah. But, you know what I mean? I like the that plaza uh code still intact it's pretty much the same rules that i guess smalls the guy that made the stop taking series said when i interviewed him for quarter snacks in like the end of 2017 like don't wax yeah basically don't wax the ledges and yeah that's pretty much it it some simple rules kind of hard to follow for some people yeah yeah also if, if you see uh flat like just plain blue lights coming down the street that's park release so go but basically like just move how the locals move you know what i mean like if they're leaving then it's probably a good idea to leave so yeah just like see what's up he didn't mention anything about bringing beer and pizza but <laughs> that hurry. was the guy you in- interviewed yeah yeah small yeah he didn't mention anything about that being a rule but couldn't hurt i think when you when you get the the big platform of your out there video i think warris was you know just trying to trying to juice the the situation a little bit some CLs. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, might, uh, might as well get the homies some beer and pizza if you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's it's different if, you know, you or I show up to skate with beer and pizza. That might be, like, trying too hard, but you know what I mean? But if you're, like... I mean, primitive team shows up with beer and pizza. Hypothetically. Yeah, yeah or some hypothetical big uh, team from California shows up. Exactly. It might be a good idea. Yeah, put it on the company card. It's an yeah. investment. Yeah, exactly. You, oh can, you, can write, you can write it off at the end of the year. Amex points. <laughs> exactly. Oh, one thing that I really dawned on me, Pulaski has the best type of floor to skate on, granite. Oh, That's yeah. Just a done deal right there. Yeah, it totally gives your flat ground a little more juice. It's the best for, like, maybe if I skated there or on any other granite spot for, you know, give me three weeks, I might be able to 360 flip again. Yeah, it's good for that. It's interesting because it's like it's kind of a little rough, but also it's like smooth at the same time. Like, do you agree, Jason? Uh, um, are you talking about like the upper part where everyone skates flat, or like the lower part? I'm talking about the, the lower, way? like the brown uh, granite. Yeah, 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 a little bit, and it has like all those words in it and stuff. You kind of right. gotta navigate, but yeah, it's kind of stickier like on the bottom, but yeah, on the like top where everyone skates flat. It's pretty good. It's like the best flat ground anywhere. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and then like the top of the ledges is like high polish, super smooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the what's the consistency of that like white ledge that looks like it kind of like there's the wall that's white and then there's that one that you can skate off the steps. What's the consistency of that ledge? Is it concrete or uh, also is, stone? I believe that's like actual marble. So it's like a little softer. Yeah. And then everything else is granite. 
Yeah, the one the one wall that's closest to the like the main super rounded off. Like the other two are not so much. Oh, um, I feel like Jack Curtain. I don't know. You can you can hit it flat and then quick setup and hit it again off some steps. Yeah, real real quick, but yeah, definitely doable. Was that in uh, Pack a Lunch? Legendary uh, maybe, Jack Curtain. Maybe Park? that Chris Hall video. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. If you want to see someone skate Pulaski really good, go watch Jack's Pack-A-Lunch part. Linked in the show notes. DC. <laughs> Legendary DMV video. Well, Pack-A-Lunch was not on uh, on the bracket for Useless Wooden Knowledge's best skate video ever. This week, the internet crowned Video Days as the greatest skate video of all time. Mike, did you have Video Days uh, on the top of your bracket? Ooh, this is a big admission. No, I did not actually had. Maybe this was a little flippant on my part. I had We Blew It at some point. Wow. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super hot take. Recency, recency non-bias wow. usually plays a lot in this. I don't know. So Video Days has been the default best video ever <clears throat> since I started skating in 1995. And I'm kind of shocked. If, you know, truly in practice, nobody has actually made anything better yet. Yeah, I already feel like I'm soapboxing. But it was up against photosynthesis in the finals. I think uh, I can speak for myself in Templeton saying that I would have been fine had photosynthesis pulled it out. But yeah, I I don't know. Has, has it been the default best video ever as long as I'm saying or claiming? And like, yeah, does, does, yeah. does that play true to you guys? I mean... Yeah, I mean, usually, like, the conventionalism is it's either, like, video days or questionable. But, True. Yeah, but I voted for photosynthesis in the final because, I th- yeah, I think it holds up better, like, from the beginning to end. You start off with, like, the Ave part. It's, like, pure adrenaline. And then you got that insane winning part. You know what I mean? I think the whole vibe holds up better than video days. In my opinion, I also would have put Pack of Lies over Video Days. Oh, that's one thing about this bracket. Like, I was looking at it, like, the bottom left. Bottom left is insane. It's like the group of death. You got, like, mm-hmm. we got, like, PJ Lad, Virtual, Minefield, Visual Sound, Pack of Lies, Questionable, Photosynthesis, Fulfill the Dream, and Mosaic. So that, you know what I mean? Coming out of that bracket is pretty, pretty insane. All due respect, because this was a incredible undertaking but i would oh, yeah. also shout have out, shout out to those guys for sure i would have also forgotten to do like some sort of seating until it was way too late like oh shit <laughs> video days versus you know whatever first round what what was one of the, i mean there were a couple insane matchups where it's like oh my god i gotta split the baby in the first round yeah, yeah well it, it was like pack of lies and questionable in the damn. second round damn pack of lies must have uh really sleepwalk through the qualifying to get there i I felt like there weren't that many like um there were a few tough choices but i feel like in the end like kind of the top looked like how i would have expected it to look yeah what was what was the final four here it was yeah right Mm -hmm. photosynthesis video days and welcome Welcome to to hell yeah all all videos that deserve to be there i mean what's what's interesting though is the the most recent one to come out was yeah right in 2003 yep 
yeah it's yeah it's just i don't want to i don't want to hammer home on the original point that you know like video days 29 years old like nobody's done better like since then or even 17 years ago it's i don't know if it's a weird skater mentality or if it takes time for these things to grow in grandeur yeah i think there's some sort of like uh a new video can't be like there has to be some like seasoning on it or like some patina to (laughs) to be like the best video ever like it's a cast uh, iron pen all of a sudden yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and I, i think that like maybe some people have like some different interpretations of best video ever and that's why video days got the top spot instead of photosynthesis which i think that like any any non-skater would say photosynthesis is a better video like a better viewing experience Mm. and i think a lot of people give extra points to video days for being uh a pioneer in like skate video uh format so i I think that there's like a little bit of uh respect being paid there but i think that that's kind of like a little wrong-headed because it's just yeah like, yeah this like video it. is the best like on its own outside of where it sits in history i think is like how i was voting yeah i mean yeah that's exactly what you said like photosynthesis the overall like viewing experience i think is better than video days like it starts off with like that rolling stone song and shit you know what i mean i think that's better yeah. than like the whatever driving around drinking vodka out of like a pint like plastic pint bottle or whatever <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I had questionable as the winner. Like I think, like I think I said before, I would put questionable over video days. I put questionable over Tim and Henry's, but I put Tim and Henry's over video days. If that makes sense. But also, like yeah, kind of like Templin was saying, like you're probably gonna vote for the video that you watched a lot when you were skating the most. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is usually when from when you're like 17 to 23. Exactly. And that's that's where like I feel like there's kind of like a divide between uh, photosynthesis stands and uh, minefield stands, because like like for me, like I wrote the minefield review in the skateboard bag and I was just like lucky. (laughs) I wanted that one (laughs) at the time. Like I kind of wish you'd gotten it because I feel like I didn't do a very good job. And also like I watched the video and I was just like this ain't photosynthesis, you know, like this. this is like nothing compared to photosynthesis. So, like, I, I came into it with a lot of baggage, but I think, you know, a lot of people who didn't come into it with that much baggage were, like, uh, better able to appreciate how good the video is. Yeah, Minefield is... I'm surprised Minefield didn't do better. Actually, I'm not, because it ran up against Questionable. But Minefield... I think Jake Johnson's part in that is almost, like, more important to the culture than, like, the rest of the video combined, pretty much. Because... You always hear people referencing it, like, in quarter stacks, those, like, five favorite parts, whatever. It comes up again and again and again. You right. I mean, I mean mine, Minefield has, like, uh, a Barra part. Uh, is there a Deerdick part in there? There is. He, he has, like, a couple tricks or something, I think. Yeah. What? And then, like, is there a Mikey Taylor oh. part in there? That's a good yeah. Mikey Taylor part. I said but, it. But it's, like, you know, think about photosynthesis, that lineup. Like, there's there's no blemishes. It's, like... Every one of those dudes, you are stoked to watch every trick that they do. There's no vert button. There's no, like, I'm going to skip Barra's part. It's, like, from beginning to end, a great fucking video. From, like, the last credit to the opening credits, like, it's all good. 
which well, and I think none of the other videos can claim. I'm 100% backing you up, except maybe to say that Welcome to Hell is pretty close, in my opinion, in that aspect, just that it's like start to finish. Awesome. I, yeah, I'll but agree. On, on the photosynthesis tip, it really is like the apex of the alien aesthetic in that like it was still new what they were doing. And like there's a lot of low-key humor in that video. Just like there's a there's a little like random cut of Papalardo and his part like slamming because he hung up on something and it's set perfect to the music and there's you know all the dill shenanigans in there and um moving away from humor just like the impact of that winning part I think unless you were like <laughs> 17 to 23 and skating your ass off every day like at that time I mean that that winning part was just immeasurably like important in terms of it totally pushed so much of skating into nose grind pop outs and just like that aesthetic. Oh yeah, uh, man! Like when Photosynthesis came out, they got it at the shop and people were, you know, trying nose grind pop outs that night. Yeah, at the park. Know what I mean? I, I definitely I can tell this story on the podcast because I held off on Twitter. Definitely remember like meeting up with my homie at his parents' house and we shared a forty in his bedroom and then like another homie picked us up. We went to the St. Paul student. St. Paul U of M campus student center. I butchered that name, but um, watched the video. And yeah, it was like every part was a wave of just like, holy shit, crazy premiere version of that video that didn't have all the habitat animations completed and Kayla skated to a different song. Um, Interesting. Oh shit, what what song did Kayla skate to? I don't remember. (laughs) The homie uh, Josh Ellis who does wiskate.com, he has a premiere copy of Photosynthesis, which is kind of like some holy grail shit in skate, skate videoing and oh, skateboarding. Yeah. But um, that Freddie Fox song, once the video came out on VHS and we had it at home, that was like the Friday night turn-up song <laughs> at our skate house. Sick. Like, <laughs> like when, once you showed up, once you got home from having your roommate or one of the other homies buy you a 12-pack of Newcastle, which you drank way too much of, um, Freddy Fox, 24 Hours, was put on extra loud. So sick. Yeah, photosynthesis. Kind of an influential video in my life, I guess, after that soliloquy. Yeah, I mean, same. I learned backside nose grind pop-outs because of winning. And that video, um, you know, probably had an influence on me becoming a filmer. Well, I think I was already filming at that point, but I don't know. It was certainly like the the lodestar to look up to and like aspire to. What um all the VX iconography in that video? Like what role does that play in uh in the camera's continued relevance? Maybe I'm more sure... rhetorical question, but <laughs> I'm sure it's like a huge reason why the VX is so revered and and loved and fetishized even because it is in the video it's even like revered and fetishized i think like you know with the the videos and or the the graphics and like 16 millimeter clips of people filming with the vx and i think it's also just a legitimately really cool looking camera it is the coolest looking camera setup that there has ever been with the death lens yeah gotta have the death lens yeah, it looks like a looks like a space shuttle or something, or like something from Star Wars <laughs> with like the the gray and black. Who who at Sony knew that that handle the handle was gonna be like so so important to the aesthetic? I think like 
like the big like Betamax cameras had hand. So I think it's like a, a carryover from that, but it just, you know, ended up being perfect for skateboarding. Yeah, now that I think about just like VHS cams, they had that. Was that more like just to carry it when you weren't shooting, I wonder? Like if you've got this briefcase size video camera. Yeah, probably. But yeah, anyway. I mean, clear, clearly okay. photosynthesis is better than video days. A video yeah. that I've probably only watched all the way through once. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. I oh. mean, if I want to get real quick, like maybe satirically hating on video days. You got a little kid part, you got a vert part, got a part set to jazz. Okay, I'm done, but. <laughs> I mean, it's iconic and it's it's like the start. It's the start of everything and then photosynthesis is the peak. So which is the best video ever? Clearly, there's a right answer. Yeah, any other uh, surprises here in the brackets for y'all? I'm like, I'm surprised Mouse, well, not really super surprised, but I'm, Surprise Mouse lost to Welcome to Hell. Like, one of those was, like, the prototype, like, jumping down stuff video. One of them was, like, the prototype, like, ledge kind of tech videos from the 90s. And I guess people like the jumping down stuff better, I guess. I'd say Welcome to Hell was a more influential video. You know, like... Oh, yeah. Like, Welcome to Hell is peak toy machine. And I feel like Goldfish is probably peak girl. Like, peak... Uh, yeah, it's 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 hard with this much distance now, where like girl has had so many iterations, l- mostly with like diminishing returns since that mouse era. I think uh, you know if I'm if I'm just doing a head to head, Welcome to Hell doesn't have any like snoozer parts. I mean, there's like mouse is super well bookended, but when it comes down to it, like there's a vast section in the middle that you know you, you you don't have to necessarily watch if you're trying to get psyched up for a session but like what yeah, name, name one name one uh, Tony Ferguson clip from mouse backside flip 5050 half cab out on a bank to bench oh yeah that was a good one <laughs> that's one of, I mean that's one of the better like non-essential parts in there but like even Sattva's part in welcome to hell it's the mellowest but I mean it's still really really. It's dope enough that you're not going to skip it. Right. Yeah. Like you like, you uh, can do most of the chocolate section and just be like, all right, I'm going to zip through here real quick. Yeah. I mean, I was the same way, like, just, you know, before a session, like, I will watch Duran's part and then pretty much go to Costin and Guy. Like, Guy's part, you, we, we could do a whole, like, episode about Guy's part and Mouse. That, you know, for my money, that's, like, the part in terms of streets game. But, like, as a whole, yeah, most of the time I just, you know, watch, like, Duran and, Maybe like Mike York and shit. That part was cool. Then kind of maybe skip ahead to uh, well, yeah, yeah. Rick and Mike. Mike was injured, so you know what I mean. But that was a little cool little part. But yeah, Costin and Guy are uh, yeah, they like made that video. Yeah, I think the girl videos just like they're a little long, you know. So they they like kind of lose steam at certain points. But like a a photosynthesis or Welcome to Hell, it's just like you know a tight thirty minutes. What what's the what's the return like a generation later on Welcome to Hell's slam section? Because it was shocking at the time, and it was kind of like the most talked about aspect of that video when it came out. And now it I don't know if it's receded or like where its place is. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I I was super psyched on it when it came out, and I remember <laughs> being like, I need to go take a big slam. Like I I was excited Damn. to go slam. Yeah, I gotta. 
like I wasn't psyched on it. I'm not psyched on slam sections in general. Like I just think they're just like bad vibes because I've been in- broken shit and been injured too many times. You know what I mean? So, but my my buddy Neil, like him, I guess my buddy Neil claims he's never watched it all the way through because I think he had to at least have seen it starting and then recoiled. Um, if if you know my final thought on Welcome to Hell, it's definitely the first video that I was like anticipating. And then we were like bugging the shop, bugging the shop, bugging the shop. And like they finally got it in and we watched it and it lived up. Excuse me. It exceeded expectations when we finally got to see it. Without the Muska part at that. Trying to think, did we even expect Muska to be in it? Or was that just like, you know, not reading, not reading the back, back end of Thrasher enough to even know? No, I feel like I expected the Muska part because I remember seeing like the graphic with like, the skull over Muska's face on the box and just like I don't know just kind of feeling like some something happened here <laughs> yeah like how does this story go he got kicked off at the or like at after the premiere because he was like wowing out too much he had like two bottles of gold slogger or whatever <laughs> is that how the story goes I think there were some technical difficulties and Muska had kind of had enough and yeah was inebriated so was the yeah. best choices was it Goldschlager, though, Templeton? Uh, we'll have to get the fact checkers on that one. Uh, yeah, I, th- okay. I think according to legend, it was it, he was uh, had at least one bottle of Goldschlager in hand. I think I remember seeing the photograph. Just to be clear, is Goldschlager just like schnapps with gold flakes in it? So it's yeah, only kind of fame it's, is like a heavy metal that floats in it. Yeah, it's cinnamon flavored schnapps. <laughs> it's I think it's only like. It's not 80 proof. It's like 35 proof or something. And it has like gold flex, gold flakes floating so around like there. So it's like, oh, man. Fireball with some sediment. <laughs> a triumph of branding. I don't know why yeah, I'm talking think, shit on think, All of a sudden, I hate Goldschlager. I think I think Fireball has it has a higher uh, proof. But yeah, it's pretty much the same. Like it's, it's a cinnamon flavor. It's liqueur with like gold flakes in it. It's delicious. <laughs> If y'all want a live read, Goldschlager. <laughs> Where do you think this vote, you know, assuming that society exists 10 years from now? I don't know why I'm so, like, bleak about, <laughs> about the future of our civilization just, tonight. Damn. But, um, <laughs> you know, 10 years from now, we get 10 more years of skate videos. And who knows what actual form that's going to take, you know, like full lengths or, like, you know, how iconic everything's going to be. Do you still crown video days? Are people even still talking about like photosynthesis as the as the one who was left at the altar? Like, wh- what do you guys think is the best video ten years down the line? What's the conversation like? Maybe is a better question. God, I don't know, because yeah, I feel like when like the internet kind of took over, like when physical media stopped, then videos like iconic status dwindled really quickly because it, it wasn't the thing that you waited around for and watched over and over and over until the next one came out it's just like yeah i watched it once and then i had to watch this like oj wheels edit uh no you didn't <laughs> i did i stopped watching those a while ago one thing i wondered like and i don't remember maybe i should be more up on my shit but um was the dylan gravis edit in the bracket no was not because we learned from the Quarter Snacks video ranking uh, last fall, winter, that, like, I mean, I think that was crowned the best video 
over the past 10 years, right? Uh, yeah, video part, I think. Video part? Because it was, it was separated out into like video parts. It was video part. Rolling. It was video part, yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, that's a gray area. And I do think like, yeah, the, the products are going to get shorter and shorter. And it's going to be those shorter edits that have the lasting impact. Because I, I, you know, if we could get Costa on the line from Quarter Snacks and ask him like what, you know, what was the number one vote getter overall, I wouldn't be shocked if it was the Dylan part. Like just by like sheer number of like people being like, okay, this one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure like uh, what their process was with this bracket. Like if they were just doing strictly full links as opposed to like, you know, internet solo parts or whatever. But anyway, like, yeah, I think if we did this again 10 years, maybe like the Supreme videos would have more juice. You know what I mean? Or, you know, maybe it's like, you know, regular voting, like whatever, like 60 year olds will still come out like, yeah, video days, whatever. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, I, I kind of think kids these days, like they'll, they'll just like watch whatever's on the Internet or Instagram. You know what I mean? They don't like have the same, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Attachment to full links, you know, DVDs, VHS or whatever that we do. It's kind of like watch whatever. Maybe maybe two things. And these are just like out loud thoughts i wonder what the most juiced skateboard clip ever on instagram is and i think that's probably unknowable just the way that like shit is cherry picked and reposted and all that but yeah i really wonder i don't have any ideas and then you know 10 years into the future and again it comes down to eyeballs and it's largely unknowable without like getting on the back end of things but like you know there is and has been for years this vast like what bizarro world of skateboarding of can't even think of the names but you know andy your andy andersons exist in this world of like non-mainstream branded skateboarding that exists on youtube oh yeah like youtube pros like uh revive and shit revive thank you that i i I did know what revive was but i wasn't i wasn't confident enough to say like there there is this kind of bizarro world of stuff and there's a shitload of kids watching it and where will that rank? And like, you know, well, the people that put in time to actually do really cool stuff like this, will it be on their radar by then? Or will it continue as like a alternate reality? Like, yeah, internet messing everything up once again. Yeah, I wonder, like, I'm thinking about TV and how it's changed. You know, there was a time when there were like, you know, 10 channels and now there's hundreds and Netflix and Hulu and like, there's so many different ways to get content. So we can all just kind of live in our own media bubble without really, you know, I'm not consuming revive videos and there's probably revive fans who like didn't watch Verso. So I, I <laughs> safe think to say, I like, think that's a safe uh, assumption. There, there's probably just not the same like uh, appointment viewing like there was with the VHS era. And maybe there are a few, like, you know, I think about traditional media and it's like stranger things is like, iconic and everybody's got has to have watched it or whatever uh and there's you know other things like the michael jordan documentary that kind of went around and everybody was watching so maybe there's gonna be video parts like that i don't don't know i mean the gravis part was probably that maybe in 10 years when photosynthesis actually comes out on top of the brackets spike jones and mark gonzalez are gonna get together to put out like the days of videos documentary just to remind everybody how good video days was yeah, if they, you know, it, it, Jordan. Jordan saw LeBron win in Cleveland, and he was like, "Shit, I gotta make a documentary to remind you fools how good I was." That's, 
that's the the explanation of the joke that fell flat. <laughs> no, that would that would be sick. They they kind of did one in uh, on video. Oh yeah, but yeah, it would be sick if they did like a like a proper like a quarter in oil documentary about it with like Rocco and shit. Yeah, I mean, again, I'd rather see the photosynthesis documentary. Just you know what? Uh, you know what? We got a couple months left in this year. Where's the photosynthesis 20-year retrospective, like oral history or an article? or You know what's weird about photosynthesis? Like, who made that video? Joe Castrucci. Yeah. It's, one of the, it, it's weird where those, the, the videos that exist without, like, the auteur attached to them, where, you know, there's, there's your guys, there's your Ty, there's Strobeck, and they're kind of like these personalities that loom over these videos. And then, you know, we talked about how Meza, Aaron Meza edited the the mason video from nike and it was like that's a dope edit and he didn't even credit himself on it because it was such a piece of branded material but you know these these low-key things i mean I, to me like i i was paying attention to that stuff and i definitely knew that gross joe castrucci made that video and i was like very aware that the, it was like the work of joe castrucci and like he was the the one kind of leading the charge on it but that that might just be me like as a filmer nerd but even yeah, yeah even Joe, uh, greg hunt with minefield i guess you know and maybe people definitely make choices about how front and center they are with the credit on the work but point taken yeah i mean like looking at the uh the rocket here like the videos with like the author like vision you know what i mean definitely we're more prominent like video days of spike food census Welcome to Hell. I guess that was Jamie Thomas's deal. Yeah, right. It was like Ty's first girl video. Then you got, you know what I mean, even for the questionable and Hocus Pocus are both like, you know, Mike T. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think all the great videos have a, like, a director, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Stacey Peralta for the Powell videos, you know, like, somebody with a vision. It's got to be more than just, like, clips. Then again, like Eastern Exposure Zero, and I mean, perhaps this is the aesthetic that Dan Wolf was going after. That's a damn good video. <laughs> it's just clips. Were there were there any videos that you guys really thought should have been on there? Or like, again, this isn't to necessarily, you know, this isn't criticizing the dudes behind this because it was, again, an incredible undertaking. But I thought it funky that it was static, what, four or five versus like static two, which I which I hold above all other stati i don't think that's static plural but yeah static two is probably the most important out of that series um guess i was a little surprised that like penal code wasn't on there in the first ftc maybe Mm -hmm. hey what are you gonna do i mean these guys like shit yo shout out these guys for providing the week's for twitter barstool barstool like art yeah it was it was a ton of fun to you know make those decisions and I, I feel like you know maybe some of these videos didn't didn't make it onto the list and didn't get a chance to fight for their position but none of the left off videos would have made it into the top four so like, it's like ronnie day one one probably wouldn't have made it in the top four you know what i mean shit like that so nah. no good times and, uh, do we have any thoughts on yeah right i think in the uh anthony pops the writer had a parade land interview with Andreas Trolf. God, I'm saying I'm saying names out out loud for the first time ever in my life, so bear with me on that. Andreas was basically the bracket guy with help from others. They spoke about 
Yeah, right. Like the fact that it was the maybe one of the most widely distributed skateboard videos ever that like just everybody had seen it and everybody had consumed it. And there's like three different versions of it. And that helped it rank so high. Do we do we have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think that's real. Makes sense. And it's it's a good video. It's not girls' best video in no. like you know our thirty eight and up eyes, but it, it's a damn good video. It's got a few clips that I filmed. Okay, so, you know, a couple extra points there, but objectively a good video. And I think you know fourth place is a fine placing for yeah, right not mad about that not mad about that at all no i mean yeah because that was at the peak of like it was like peak industry like mall shops it was in every mall shop you know what i mean that was when trans world was like 300 pages or whatever so yeah it makes sense to have more uh, reach and a bunch of other shit well i would be more stoked if um photosynthesis was on top but um i'm really stoked on the whole thing which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Uh, Mike, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on seeing friends work show up in the mainstream. Um, my buddy Sam McGuire, the photographer, shot a photo of Leo Baker a couple years back skating with this crazy apparatus that he made that blew out smoke that formed a pride flag a couple years back. Again, he was selling prints of the photo to raise cash for victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. I think he he raised like you know five digit funds um, to help people out with that tragedy. And um, today you might have noticed on Instagram if you follow today being Thursday, one of the last days of July. If you follow Nike Pro Skaters on Instagram, they all started posting up um, a particular Nike ad. And if you watch a ways through. Um, you get a you get to see a woman pushing down the street in a hijab, and as she crosses the center line in the frame, it turns into Leo Baker pushing. I've never seen the video clip of it, but they're holding the smoke flag, and you see it in action, and it's pretty cool to see the footage of Baker doing that. And uh, again, really rad to see like a good friend's work, which was really cool work, pop up in such a big. Like the NBA restarted tonight, and that was the ad that they they made. You know, they wanted eyeballs on it. Sometimes I hate how effective Nike ads are, but uh, it was cool because I was watching the Utah versus Pelicans game. My wife was in there, and I'm gushing about how dope Zion Williamson is. And like, all of a sudden, that ad comes on, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait for it, wait for it, because she, she knows Sam. You see Baker pushing, and then I'm like, "Look over there!" And I got the I got the framed print on the wall, so it was pretty dope. You know, it's it's fun to have friends do stuff. That's what I'm stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on? All right, well, this week, uh, stoked on Venture Trucks. Judging from a bunch of shops, Instagrams, they got the foundry fired back up, and Pour them they're, trucks. they're pouring them trucks, and they're shipping across the country. So that's always good to see. Along those lines, psyched on the uh, Venture X bus crew edit that I guess Will made to commemorate the Venture X bus crew trucks. Got like the white bushings and shit that it's on. Pretty sure, not sure if it's anywhere besides the bus crew like Instagram TV, 
but it's definitely on there. Like if you click on a little TV thing at the upper right hand corner and just search for bus crew is there. So stoked on, stoked on the local boys, you know, doing big things. Also, I too am stoked on the NBA being back. Was also watching the Jazz Pelican game. Definitely a close game with down the wire. Don't know why they kept Zion out at the end of the game, but whatever. You know what I mean? That's just one of those things in the yeah, NBA. I wanted, I wanted him in there. Yeah, that, that's just one of those things that you know makes NBA fun. You can like debate shit like that. You know what I mean? All day. So definitely psyched on that moving forward. Uh, Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, I am stoked on baby birds. Uh, there was a nest under our deck that we've been observing over the last uh, maybe week and a half, two weeks. And I've seen the birds go from little hatchlings into you know, leaving the nest and flying away. And it's been really rad to just like watch you know, nature do its thing. Uh, and I was documenting it in Instagram stories, and I highlighted it on my Instagram, so you guys can all, you know, follow along on the journey. Uh, that'll be linked in the show notes. So stoked on baby birds, yeah. just to kind of continue the the bird theme that we run uh, every once in a while. <laughs> bird gang, shout out bird gang. <laughs> I, I mean, we've been saying that nature is healing or something during this whole pandemic, but uh, it's been a banner year for observing just like yeah, flowers planted. We have pumpkins, and they haven't really been getting pollinated, or I don't know if I'm not getting male and female flowers, so I was trying to pollinate pumpkins this week. It was dope. Damn, pollination by hand? Yeah, just a Q-tip, but I don't think I got any female flowers, so. Damn, you're going to have to, like, go on next door and see who's got female flowers <laughs> in the neighborhood. They got all this pollen, nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, that's it for our show this week. Um, be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Uh, until then, you can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Instagram, at Frozen and Carbonite. On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. And writing stuff for Quartersnacks.com. Nice. Mike, where can the people find you? I'm on both Twitter and Instagram, at... M. Munzenrider. Wondering when we're going to have someone on who shouts out their Facebook page. Templeton, whereabouts are you? Uh, I am on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. I would imagine uh, we'd have to be talking to old folks to get the Facebook shout out. Um, yeah. See you guys next week. Later. If your door gets knocked on, you get knocked off. Who's that seven foot ball head nigga from New York with the gangster walk? The gangster talk, thrilling to find him a killing. I'm wildin', I'm illin', I don't give a fuck about you, and that's my feeling. I'm in a brand new house, nigga, chillin'. With shoeboxes, a hundred dollar bills, nigga, spillin'. Training the bad bitch, giving her the drillin'. While you hangin' in the tunnel, know you pussy, Ike's grillin'. Man, being a bitch must really be fulfillin'. Cause a lot of niggas happy being soft, just chillin'. Scenario, gun in your mouth, run the platinum watch with the Cuban link bracelet and the matching necklace. And them two shiny VVs glowing in your ear. New gun, new jewels, new album, new year. Niggas think they bigger than the game. I got news for you, Willie. Let's take it back to Philly so you can find your roots. Fuck bragging on your loot. Nigga, you ain't that hard. And a nigga can't spend no money laying in the graveyard. Oh, my God. It really shocks you. This can't be the same motherfucker Freddy Fox who I really feel is lyrics. I love all his rhymes. I thought that we were.
was cool. You think he's hard to find? I lurked in dark holes and alleys. As a kid, got knowledge from the guards at the rally. I slip on the game like valleys and show ten hoes how to stack it up. Get money, New York to Cali. Where a nigga tried to play me like a Sally. So I shot him in his new Denali and drove him to the valley. I pushed him out the car and let him scally. Fuck that nigga, trying to play me like he's bigger. In Japan, I'm worth ten figures. American, open the door and let Derek in. I break my silence after ten years of suppressing my violence. You was my man, I gave you Benjamins. Every time I rolled up, I get you in the bins again. We can never be friends again. You brought me tears when you took my right hand off for seven long years. Now he's back in Sarah, driving new GS 400s, new Jags and new trucks. You should see the bad bitches that he fucked. Why your girl looks skinny like a smoked out Daffy Duck. Niggas are real, this ain't NB high. My niggas ain't got no balls and won't die. I'm a certified killer with stock in the game. Burn marks on my head from the glocks with the flame. Bumpy is my rap name. When I write rhymes, I hydroplane. And think about my nigga Kane. A lot of label motherfuckers will be dead. Fucking with my money's like fucking with my head. Trying to take my buttered bread. Niggas ain't shit. So I'm down with you, Kane, anytime. Real list. You ready? Feel this. I don't forget nothing. Nothing at all. So Mr. Steve Rifkin, expect my call. Niggas owe me for my rhymes. I come to collect over $15. I snap your fucking neck and don't pay me in no fucking check. If you don't want me to teach you the meaning of disrespect. When I'm finishing this game, I'll be swimming in my yard. Not at the radio station, looking for a job. Too many niggas feel me spitting on a record. To be broken, homeless, and outside naked. I represent the real grimy masses. A thugged out gunslinging criminal asses. That shoot up your party and chill at mine. Cause they know I got love for real niggas. Nine to nine, there's the mine. Just remember why you fucking like you more than 24 hours ahead. In 24 hours, you'll be dead. You'll be dead. 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 Dead.